I don't think Roy wants to get comfortable with you, so it's very hard to get yeah. comfortable with him. And I, even, I met him at Waterford one time, and he tore the head off somebody for asking for an autograph, and I'm standing beside Did him. He, yeah? he was oh. talking to me, yeah. and then he went, no, can I see him talking? And I'm going, oh, I'm standing there going, oh, no, like, <laughs> my home county. And I, you, you turn around, <laughs> Stephen turned around, <laughs> Stephen turned around to the show, put a cape on him, and oil sign your autograph, oh, no problem. Yeah, but he didn't want mine. <laughs> you are listening to House of Football, brought to you by Sports Joe and William Hill. Hello, I'm Eric Lawler. You're very welcome to House of Football with Sports Joe and William Hill. I'm delighted to say that my guests today are a regular friend of the show, Mr. Alan Cawley. And our special guest this weekend is former Irish international man who's played Premier League football with the likes of Reading, Hull and Wolves. We are thrilled to say that Stephen Hunt has, has come to join us. Stephen, you're very welcome. All right, Eric. Yeah, how are you? I'm very good, thanks. You? Yeah, you're looking well. i am had a couple of... Weeks in Antigua. Oh, yeah, I saw that actually. I yeah, saw that. Very I, nice. I got here faster. I got to Antigua faster than I did get to Dublin <laughs> and Birmingham today, may I add as well. Sorry to delay all the podcasts and all this, but yeah. No worries. Now. Well, listen, you're here now and that's the main thing. And we're going to get cracked straight into it with this new section of the show, lads, which we're going to call The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. <laughs> so we want to talk about the weekend that has been uh, the good things, the bad things and the ugly things. And I, I'll, I'll kick the, t- the king off. The good thing for me uh, over the weekend, as it's long documented, I'm a massive uh, Bohemians fan. And uh, despite the horrible result against UCD on Friday, bounced back against Cork yesterday, win a 5-0 to maintain our lead at the top of the league. Uh, for how long, who knows? But I don't care. It's the good I'm giving you. And the bad for me would have been the uh, the, the, the horrible injury uh, to Seamus Coleman in the, in the game last night against Everton. Like Seamus is, I think he's one of the most loved footballers that this country's ever produced. Everyone loves Seamus. All the Everton fans love, even rival clubs, like even Liverpool fans don't mind Seamus, you know. But the, um, the, and the ugly for me now was, I suppose, um, the, you, it's a thing that you, a common bugbear with you, Al, when, when, when players ignore fans. Yeah, a big and, a big bugbear. Yeah. And obviously we discussed Arsenal last week, which yeah. the video went viral, disgraceful video. And the camera has been now that the wheels have come off the Arsenal exactly. title challenge. And I'm delighted and with that. the latest club victim that, that are guilty of this seems to be Leeds United. Leeds United, there was a video doing the rounds on social media. Again, all with their hoods up, wearing their headphones, loads of little kids smiling waiting to get the jersey signed posters signed waving at them players just blanked them ignored them walked straight out a big bodyguard stood in front of this little kid who was so so starry eyed looking at his heroes blocked the kid and you're like what is wrong with these people and Leeds are in a relegation dogfight and some people could argue yeah that's karma again so if you want your team to survive and do well in the Premier League I suggest start signing autographs for your fans <laughs> particularly the little ones <laughs> it's not even autographs though, is it it's just a little fist pump or it's desperate a little high five exactly yeah like, 100% how many times do you come out of the hotels and you see little kids there is that yeah, and it you're, makes their day. You're dealing with players now. Yeah. We won't even go back to when we played, Stephen. Right? Yeah. You're dealing with players regularly. The modern day player is that something you would encourage into them as even an, as an agent? hundred percent. And it shouldn't even take that. Should please, it? thank yous, and just be polite. Mm-hmm. And even example, one of my players at the weekend had a bad game. He, he acknowledged a couple of mistakes. I said, oh, I asked him, did you go see your, your grandparents after the game? Yeah. 
That's all I want. Mm. Move on from your mistakes. It happens. You're not mm. a robot. Yeah, That's yeah. all you want. Yeah. Just be nice and polite. And be humble. Because you can be in a bad mood and, and Leeds players... Yeah, you're allowed to be in a bad mood. You're allowed to be in a bad mood. But well, I think this was before the before match. Before the game. Well, like. It tells you how bad Leeds are when they're in a bad mood before <laughs> the match. <laughs> yeah. and, and even their body language was terrible walking out anyway. anyway. Hoods up, hunting, yeah. earphones on, phones. Like it's, it's, there's no, there's no yeah. excuse in that, Eric. There's no, not. I don't no. care what anyone says. The Arsenal one was bad last week. It drew, yeah. I, honestly, I was fuming. And the Leeds one, even yeah. worse at the weekend, walking through a hotel reception and literally ignoring the people on your yeah. right-hand side. There's no room for that. I was at Daily Mount yesterday and Bowes were playing Cork and there was a beautiful moment at the start of the game. The players were warming up and the players had come onto the pitch and whatever. And there was two little five-year-old twins being interviewed by the Bowes pitch announcer. And the little boy, there was a boy and a girl, they were uh, brother and sister, and uh, the little boy couldn't talk, he was too shy. But So she, so he spoke to the little girl and she, he said to her, so, uh, so who's your favourite Bowes player? And she went, um, um, Buckley, Buckley's his name. <laughs> and he's the captain of Bowes, you know. And, and the pitch announcer went, oh, Bucko. And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could see Bucko. Bucko was a sub for Bowes. And he's in his tracksuit and he hears this and he runs from one end of the pitch all the way over. And then the little interview had stopped by that stage. But he ran over to the little girl and the little fella and he was like that wave runner. And she had her hands on her face and she couldn't believe it. Like, Brilliant. You know? Brilliant. And uh, he was high-fiving the two of them and then he sat down he had a photograph taken with them and little things like that. Those little kids would remember that forever. And you know what? Fair play to him. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a great lad. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Brilliant. don't you? You know yeah, straight yeah. away yeah. the characters when you see him even... So I know, listen, Declan Rice is a bit temperamental, but you can tell about how he is, even with the under-18s in the FAU Cup, yeah. went into the dressing room. Now listen, you're there to be shot at when you do that as well. Yeah. Like Roy Keane coming at you, <laughs> like, what's he at, like, dancing with the under... But be yourself, go and be... Yeah. Join him with the under-18s at one day FAU Cup, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it infuriates me, I have to say. Ah, would you like to give us your good and bad and ugly? My good is, we had Harry Redknapp over for the weekend, and just speaking of... You was had that in your gaff, like? He was around, well, <laughs> a few drinks Saturday night. Uh, he did a sleepover. We brought him back to the house after a night out Saturday, Harry. You know loves it. Look, a few drinks Saturday night, a few drinks last night. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's a pattern well, developing here, well, yeah. But I still look fresh. <laughs> um, so Harry Redknapp was over for the chat, uh, one of these, yeah, uh, one you had to buy tickets for down an evening yeah. with Harry Friday night and obviously we all know Harry and tuning in from the outside and really likeable character comes across so well but Eric just blew me away with how nice he was I never expected him to be as good as he was like we all as I say thought he would be good and knew he would like in terms of seeing him over the years how he interacts with people and, and that likeable character but he was absolutely exceptional and even off the back of that topic with people ignoring fans and all he we, we discussed that with him over the weekend and showed him the Arsenal video he was furious with that as wow. well okay. and he spoke about like that as Stephen said with his players when he was managing instills that in them speak to the fans talk to people <laughs> and you can see that from him he had time for everyone in the place he was just Absolutely brilliant. So Love Harry Redknapp was your good for the weekend. Harry Redknapp's right. me good. Who's your bad? Uh, my bad is Spurs again. <laughs> so whatever I said <laughs> last week about Spurs, <laughs> just repeat that. <laughs> honestly, it'll be three down again, Eric. There's like honestly in fifteen minutes. Whatever about it happening last week, which was a disgrace, five goals in twenty minutes. You work on that stuff, mm-hmm. all this kind of watery apologies and will never happen again. 15 minutes into the match against Liverpool, same scenario. 3-0 like, down. Like, it's yeah. desperate. It really yeah. is. And in, in terms of the culture there, and I know people say, oh, well, they fought back. You shouldn't be in that position in the first place. You should start the game yeah. like the way they were playing in the second half. You know? Um, and you, you can allow for it once. You can't allow for it happening week after week with them. Uh, so that's my bad. And the ugly is... 
Um, the Leeds video as well. Yeah, yeah I was furious with that. Or yeah. I have to say, it was just there's no. I'm sorry ex- for stealing your ugly. I, I, no, I, we, but yeah. I, th- I think on this one, it's that bad. We should have two uglies okay. for, for right. them. We'll double up. Right. A double ugly. Yeah. Shame on you, Leeds players. Shame <laughs> on you, Stephen. Give us your good for the weekend. So it come alive last night. Actually, bank holiday Monday still the weekend. I had yeah. a four four two formation in, in Everton. Sean Dyche played four four one one. Literally a four four two. And I thought they were excellent. Oh, so you were at the Everton Leicester game last so night? That, at the game last right. night, and I thought I thought four four two was dead. To be honest, yeah, yeah I, I can't even see it myself. How you, and that we got promoted at Reading with one hundred and six points. How we played it was fl- free flowing and compact. And last night brought back that four four two to me. You can still play it. It's just difficult to do it all the time against the quality teams. But yeah. last night they mastered it against Leicester, who. I thought we were average, to be honest with you, but in terms of entertainment, last night's game was was excellent. It was a belter, wasn't it? End to end. And the whole weekend as a whole, Premier League goals, Mm. teams having a go, teams are playing under that line. Once that relegation or below that playoff spot, they have to go for it. They really do, yeah. yeah. And that's the good thing about the relegation scrap. Um, So the, uh, the, the bad? The bad... I have to say Seamus Coleman going down Ah, last night. Uh, He was having an excellent game. I was thinking, Mm -hmm. brilliant for Seamus. And I was speaking to a few of the Everton guys. He's been playing well as well recently. And he he had a few weeks injuries. But he's been doing really well. And Mm -hmm. to have that last night. And the one thing I would say is that don't write Seamus off. It's very easy to look at age and look at things. But Seamus is a determined young lad. He's made a tough stuff. He's made a tough stuff. And And even the measure of the man going off on the stretcher. Gene up the Everton fans. Yeah, but Seamus is a legend. That's different. You said it in your intro, Eric. And obviously, Stephen would have played with him. I played against him when he was first starting his career. And he's one of those old school pros like yeah. being there seeing it a done it all frame. yeah and, and and the respect and the, the manners and all mm-hmm. how he behaves how he conducts himself Seamus a legend mm. yeah. you obviously played with, with Seamus Quay you, you'd know him yeah. You'd, you, you'd, yeah. what's, what's he like behind the scenes I what you see is what you get with him that's right. the, the biggest compliment I can say he'll be straight to you how he is very relaxed as he got older he's got more experience I think he's been more engaging in the dressing room when he first turned on the scene but Ireland himself shy shy but determined yeah. right. and that's why you respect him because he didn't Respect anyone when he come in. He went full tilt into people. Yeah, yeah. Had a right good go, and that's why he's had the career and the longevity he's had. Absolutely. And uh, can we? So, what's your ugly? The ugly are. Uh-huh. And now I'm a, I'm actually a real fan of this guy, but I've had enough of Klopp. Oh, uh, really, hunting? Oh, yes. Yeah, I can't have how he sprinted. To mind his hamstrings, yeah. it's the least of his worries. His hamstrings, <laughs> now, I can tell you. And I don't want him to get fined either. I want him to ban. I want him to sit up there and stand for two or three games because coaches and young kids watching them games last night, you see Klopp sprinting. Into the fourth official Into space. the fourth official Can't be doing that I'm yeah. sorry and, and as you say like Obviously people watching At grassroots levels Young kids They, they copy what they yeah. see but And and it's it's a real thorny subject At the moment Stephen You're hearing yeah. bad reports About stuff going on At grassroots Referees being attacked yeah. And I agree With you, you, his yeah. behaviour Running right up To the referee's face and yeah, you'd see The referee it, yeah. wasn't even That bad was he In the game No but Sunday It's the fourth official What can he do Yeah you know, he's yeah, moaning at him yeah. about the referee. Yeah, yeah. He ain't going to go, oh, say, by the way, Klopp said it was a wrong decision. Mm. It ain't going to happen. I often wonder why. Like, you see it happening all the time. Managers go to the fourth official. What are they expecting there? Yeah, the getting, fourth official's going to call the ref and go, sorry, fish. you got that wrong. <laughs> Jorgen's just have to tell him you got that wrong. Oh, sorry, sorry, free kick to Liverpool. <laughs> Jorgen's bottomed something there. Like, is, is, is that what they're expecting yeah. to happen there? Like, you know. Yeah, I think it's just their way of, obviously, because they know the fourth official can communicate, communicate with the Communicate and get inside their head, but it's, it's impossible. He's already on bad terms with the referee anyway, but it looks yeah, he he's gone on to say since he, like he's come out and said that him and the referee Tierney they have history, and you're like and the referees association are now asked him to comment on that comment that he made about Tierney, and he said that when he was getting the booking or whatever Tierney said something to me which I did not agree with, but um, 
I was looking at Dermot Gallagher on the on the Ask the Ref section on Sky Sports News, <laughs> and he said the Referees Association have audio of what Tierney and Klopp the exchange was, and he said there was nothing. So, like the argument there is, why don't the Referees Association play the audio? Yeah, to to, to well, put this they, to bed. But if they can back it up, someone's lying then. Yeah, exactly. So if they can play it out and back it up, and there was nothing untoward, mm-hmm. is Klopp telling a lie then? Yeah, but come here, Klopp. And if they do play it out, yeah. They're going to demand it every week now to play. Will it you out. see this? Yeah. Is it in, a, in a rugby category yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. can we hit but referee talk? But if they're asking Klopp to clarify his comments and they've already listened, to it, which they will have the referees, and they see no like, as I say, negative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not going to like. They're going to stick up for the referee, and if he done wrong, they'd obviously come down hard on him. But mm. th- by the sounds of it, they've already listened to the clip. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. So Klopp needs to. Someone needs to approach Klopp and uh, say what he's talking more, about. There's more to Klopp at the moment. It ain't like him. He's a bit. Isn't he been very tense recently? In the background, I think at Liverpool at the moment. It's not adding up for me, and yeah. the way he's behaving, he's looking for a reaction from mm. somewhere. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, it could I mean, be a long summer for Liverpool. I think. It could be. Look, it's, it's it's a big summer for Liverpool. I thought he was doing the hamstring though. There's <laughs> 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 more karma again. There's a karma again. Do you know, what? I've, I've played twenty. Once I pulled my hamstring in twenty-three years, so he must have been at full pace to, <laughs> to, to get it. Like. He obviously didn't do his stretches before the match. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's where he went wrong. So he's he's, he's got to be out for a month at least now. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be out for a month. Do you think they'll ban least. him, Stephen? I think it's the only way. Like, there's no point finding this fella. Yeah. He's got too much money. To, he's not even going to be bothered by the money. It's more if he can't Make control things. You see how he reacted to Thiago, yeah. giving the player a bit of chit chat or whatever. Yeah. He, he must have been saying something like, "Don't listen to the manager. Yeah. Go and do your thing, lad." Yeah, 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 it, yeah. it didn't look too good on no, him no, either. No, no, no. Um, so I want to go into, go into our next uh, little subject, lads. There was a, there was a, there was a, uh, a concerning stat, I suppose, there recently in one of the round, the full round of fixtures in the Premier League. That for the first time since the Premier League started, in the whole fixture list on that particular day, there wasn't one Irish player mm. starred in any of the eleven. What do you make of that, lads? Is that a worrying thing? Now I know. Come here, we can say Evan Ferguson's injured. You know, and he is, and the kid's back this week. <laughs> of course, he's got a hat against United on Thursday, <laughs> but. Um, um, like, is that a concerning thing for us or are we reading too much into it? I think right now for Ireland, playing games at the highest level possible is key. I think it'd be different in four or five years' time. There's a lot of young players going abroad now, so it won't make a difference. But for now, it's worrying, for mm-hmm. sure, for Stephen Kenny. Uh, Matt's obviously moved to Atletico Madrid not playing either. It's not really, there's normally we have two or three at least in a Premier League team. 10, 15 years ago, irrelevant because we had no foreigners coming in. Now, there's a, they're coming from everywhere to play. Yeah. I, I'd be worried I would I, yeah. would I wouldn't be happy but having said that I think we've done good job of nurturing the young players the last four or five years under Rude Doctor different different people have different question marks on Rude for sure but if you look at the players coming through mm-hmm. most of them in the championship now playing championship what fifth best league in the, yeah, world, in the yeah, world that's true that's true. Not a disaster. I think I think this day was coming Eric you do? Uh, mm-hmm. certainly over the last number of years you only have to look at it because they were getting fewer and fewer in terms of players yeah. at the highest level as Stephen said you go back 10-15 years ago and we had a plethora of players all over the Premier League which was great the landscape has changed now in terms of the young lads going away you don't see as much of it plus you don't see as much of them going to the top clubs because the money that's there as well it's very hard for a young lad to break into the top clubs so the days of us seeing Roy Keane at Man United or whoever at Liverpool Chelsea them days are long gone to be yeah. fair so they're starting smaller and having to work their way up so I think it's just the landscape it would be a worry and a concern but I think again that'll change in 5-10 years with the structure Stephen has said are in place in terms of the academies now at League of Ireland clubs unfortunately well I don't know if it's unfortunately but they're going to go to championship clubs or League 1 clubs get their chance 
and build your way back up like Evan has gone to Brighton so many years ago that would have been Evan maybe going to United or Chelsea yeah. if he was shown that promise at 16, 70 they would have snapped him up he's gone to Brighton making his way there and if, then he'll get his move so he's going about it in a different way whereas years ago you would have had an exceptional young lad go as 15, 16 to, to Liverpool and make his way through like that whereas I think just because of the landscape but in terms of the international team when you not when you add that in probably would be a worry because obviously we're trying to compete with top yeah. international teams and if you don't have anyone playing at the top level it's very very hard so like so you'll be worried for the current Irish team and the future for the next couple of years or are we reading too much into it at the moment or can you see like as you just that's yeah. a very valid point what you raised there Stephen that the championship now mm. is viewed as one of the top five six leagues mm. in Europe because of the money that's in it like there's some of the players in the championship the money they're, like you can't, you wouldn't get that money in League 1 mm. or in Serie A mm. and that's why there's a lot of quality going into the championship uh, from, from around Europe so I suppose that's a very good point that if you do end up at a championship club and you're playing for a championship club it's not the end of the world we still have quality No for sure and I go back a couple of years ago where we made a big thing of the four strikers we had we expected Connolly Adam Ida Troy Parrott and oh, there's one more now you'll, you'll hit me with it we expected them to go and be a success, but they've kind of petered out, petered out a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Adam Ida had a few injuries. I think yeah. more to mind. I think you look at Premier League. He could pop, for me he could play Premier League eventually for sure. But then you could look at it, they'll come out of the woodwork from somewhere. Somebody will show some talent. Like I, League of Ireland, to be fair, right? I've watched a lot of it in terms of goals, highlights. I haven't as much watched them right. as Alan, but a lot of quality goals this year. Mm, yeah. Looking at goals, even yesterday before my job is to look at talent. I come back into Ireland for. David Harrington, the goalkeeper, and I went strong to get him because I hadn't come back in a couple of years to get any players in the League of Ireland. Right. So I think now looking at it, there is talent there. It's getting better by by staying and being settled till eighteen. Yeah, helps him. Oh, absolutely. And makes it up like and then listen. I've had Italian clubs ring me going, we're going heavily in Ireland now. Well, the it proof is in the, the pudding as well. Yeah. Even say Stephen's couple of lads, teammates, Kevin Doyle went older. He didn't yeah. go at fifteen, sixteen as one of the star players. He went when he was older. Yeah. Seamus. We just spoke about Seamus. Seamus played games here with Sligo Rovers, then went straight yeah, into yeah. the first team at Everton, made his way. Shane Long was Shane the same. Long, yeah. You know, so yeah, you don't yeah. have to be the star of 15 and go away. Mm-hmm. And I think the route now for the lads, playing, as you say, Eric, men's football, get 50 games, 70 games under your belt here, yeah. and then walk into a first team over there at 19 20. And like a man, Drew, play really well at Lincoln and you might go to West Brom or, and work your way up. So you could say on the back of that, Daniel, that, that we should be fairly optimistic then, really, about the Yeah, the because that, that's Irish what I'm saying about going the, forward. Right now, this day was coming where we're at now. Yeah. That's that you raised. But move it on another five or six years when all those lads have developed and it's another five yeah. years under the structures of what's in place at the League of Ireland clubs and the amount that'll have come through that we'll be far better equipped then and you will see the talent. And I was panicking a little bit myself, sorry, yeah, no. about Gavin Bazuna. Mm. Sugar, he's been left out of the squad. And then I spoke to a goalkeeping coach yesterday, pretty high up on the ladder now, and he, he said to me, he said, he should have been taken out when the team was doing well for two or three games, refreshed and go again. Yeah. Because they left a team that's going stale. Yeah. They were flogging him, weren't they? Flogging him, like, yeah. and he's picking the ball out of his net every, every week, week and he's losing. Demoralised. He's extremely talented. Oh, yeah, amazing. He's one of, he'll, I'd be sure down the line he'll be a Premier League goalkeeper for a number of years. Mm-hmm. But if they took him out in December, January, mm. it would have refreshed him. We had Alex McCarthy, who's been used to being in a relegation battle, playing experienced goalkeeper, stick him in for two or three games and then put him back in. Now he's gone into the summer of uncertainty in mm. his head, not mm. playing he might come back in before the season's end to, to get relegated, probably throw him back in based on the asset for the club. But I think he's been a bit 
harshly treated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just we, we mentioned that uh, certain striker that plays for Brighton. He used to play for Bowes. Um, if he is listening, because I know he does listen, um, do not leave Brighton until the price is around one hundred million. Uh, <laughs> on behalf of all Bowes fans, ten percent, ten percent, ten percent. You wouldn't think you had a penny of Bowes <laughs> where you go on. Look at the money you spent. Top of the league now. <laughs> top of the yeah. league, Stephen. Was it two point something million you got? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they, spent, sir. they spent all Matt Doherty's money in the summer. I'm waiting again. That's certain strikers' money as well. Yeah. We're lads. We built a beautiful mono stand for the away fans. And I was surprised he signed a new deal because I knew there was there was one or two top top clubs. Oh, I know. Coming heavy for him in but the summer. Would, but it's the right thing to yes. stay, isn't it? Yeah, Steve? yeah. Oh, listen, I, I have a player in the same club. Exactly the same thing. I don't want him to go anywhere because he's in a good place, and he'll be. It's a really well-run club. Yeah. That's right, isn't it? Place, it's yeah. a real example, yeah. a shining example of how to run a football Absolutely, club. Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah. and you look at like we spoke about that video, but talk about the mismanagement going on at the likes of Leeds, sacking another manager, the, the director of football is going to get sacked. Like it's a shambles hiring and firing managers. It's just in terms of pre-planning and structures. Brighton is the model everybody should be following. They've just, just this manager, haven't they, out of nowhere? Like, no one really oh, heard yeah, of him. Like like it's, but it's, 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 it's an impossible thing, isn't it, for the manager to come in and then be judged on two or three months. Now, I know there's panic stations going on at Leeds because they're in a relegation dogfight. Garcia came in and had a good start, and then it's just fizzled out. It's fizzled out. They're getting hammered every but week. They're not just it, getting beaten. And now there's talk of Sam, big Sam coming in I to take it, over. Yeah. That's what do you think of that? Pure desperation. Really? Pure just, just, think just it's desperate a... to stay in the division. Okay. And yeah. I can understand because of the money to stay in the division. Mm-hmm. But in terms of if you're running a football club or you're running a pub or you're running a restaurant, you plan and structure and put things in place that's going to make you best equipped. They're just firefighting. It's unbelievable every yeah. every few and Chelsea's the same, like it's a shambles. Like, shambles. You know? yeah. I looked at the manager stats, maybe six out of eight are British. Yeah, they call on the old guys for experience. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't always work. Call on Big Mick at Blackpool, it didn't work to yeah, a certain degree. You know, that's right. Probably a bit harsh on Mick, but mm. the, Roy Hodgson is the Roy, shining example. Of, Neil Warnock has obviously done yeah, a good job. Neil Warnock's done a brilliant yeah. job. Uh, job yeah. They're safe, in my opinion. I want them to think they're safe. Oh yes, of course. Your brother, your brother is uh, is looking after <laughs> Reading. Like when I seen when I seen <laughs> Warnock have a pop at Reading a couple of weeks ago, he really? was, he was lining it up like for that game. Right, but he's beat us to it. He's safe and yeah. Well, like, isn't it, like it's, it's just, just like some character warning. Huddersfield, Huddersfield are two games to go, Madden. but one of the games is away against Sheffield United, who were already promoted. But they were promoted the other day, and they still hammered whoever it was there uh, the other day. Um, they have to play uh, Huddersfield or Reading in the very last game. Yes, and it's, not uh, dead yet, Reading. To be fair, no, of course not. Listen, if you fight fire with warning, you lose. And, and your well, brother find a killing of kindness. Your brother's a smart man. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what Noel did. Noel yeah. Hunt did a great interview and he threw bouquets at him. He said, he, yeah. this fella is a championship legend. Probably the best manager that's ever managed in the championship. Yeah. He knows how to get well, teams. He probably is. And no, he, said, he is, yeah. He finished second to us. He, 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 he was always involved with Keith Gillespie. He got sent off. He was quick to send off and he came on and literally punched me and got sent off. Like, why did he punch you? And Warnock was there. Like, and I, and be, in fairness, I had a I had a day of dreams. Every title I won, everything that come oh, off. Oh right! Me. So was, he was under orders. I was winding him up like it was. A, it, when we were and of course, you're league, close to the touchline next to me. Close to the touchline, you could literally see him whispering, "Go in and give him one," <laughs> and come off. And he got sent off. And when I seen him say something, he's going. I'm not even going to say a word. Just let him yeah. be. And now, in fairness, Sheffield United have got a little bit to play for. They're trying to beat their total That's of points. Right. And if, if Sheffield United turn up, yeah, they they have a good chance of doing. I it. have yeah. to say, I love Warnock. We spoke last week, Stephen, about Roy Hodgson and and the respect yeah. I have for him and brilliant, like yeah. the career they've had, like the CV. Amazing. But I, I don't think Warnock's as good as Roy Hodgson. 
but I think he's been absolutely brilliant and such a character as well. Oh, like, I mean, he, he was in a bro- world where characters are being kind of eroded yeah. every week, he's absolutely fantastic. Warnock. Yeah. The YouTube clips of Warnock are just gold. And the olds in the dressing rooms, and he's hammering them like, oh, yeah. there's loads, there's loads, and isn't beep, 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 and uh, Derek Airy. So they played at Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United. And I remember when Lee signed, and Lee's a lovely lad, gentleman. Lee signed with um, Sheffield United. And I remember saying, like, because all, all I'd ever seen was the mad Warnock. So I said, this Warnock fella, I said, when, when Lee went to sign with him, I said, what's Warnock like? He, he must be some, like, he, he's nuts, like, he must have been mad when he, when he went to sign. He says, you will not meet a nicer, quieter, most calmer man ever. Really? He said, I sat in the car with him and he was the most loveliest person. He said, as soon as he's in the dressing room or the the competitive juices start flowing, all hell breaks loose. Right. But he said, he's such a lovely man. He's supposed to be a great fella. You put in a shift for him and he'll... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Stay on the right side of him. I think he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and again, congratulations (coughs) on a good job. Uh, Oh, amazing. uh, Amazing. Yeah. He'll he'll want the job next year, I'd imagine. Absolutely. He's retired, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 you're done. And, yeah, and yeah. who you, you wouldn't rule out um, Huddersfield then get promoted next season because he just under him that like the way yeah. he is, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, you just want to touch on that, Stephen. You mentioned the the the, the season when Reading got a hundred. Like that's still a record for the championship promotion. Mm. hundred and six points. That's phenomenal. Madness, like it's madness. Man, it's and it was, Liverpool stuff. Yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> like it's <laughs> yeah. it's incessant winning and winning and winning. Like and it was there was a lot of Irish players uh, at the club. What was it like playing for that team that season, Stephen? With the Irish uh, uh, teammates that you had there, what was it like? Was there a, a real sense of Irishes? Was there a real togetherness? So I go back to the four four two kind of yeah. gig we had earlier, and we we played a charity match. If a charity match, a match for the one hundred six team against the old team that got promoted, which was my brother's team. Right. And we played four four two. I thought, will Steve Coppel change it up like go modern three four three, do something four two three? No, not a chance. Straight in. <laughs> Four four two, and we just moved in certain areas. Listen, a lot unfitter. May I yeah. add? Yeah, the game was slightly slower. Slower, <laughs> but still but the same movement. Same movement, same pattern of play, same goals scored. Wow! And I'm going. Jeez, we were good. Yes. I know that sounds cocky or whatever. No, not at all. Oh, like I mean, the proofs in the pudding. Look yeah. at the 106 just, points. Like, yeah. Holy moly! And that flowed. And I really thought at one stage this year we were in trouble at Burnley. About four or five weeks ago, I was thinking. Should I do a kill him a kindness or should we rattle him a little bit to put him off their game, try and stop him winning the amount of games they won? But to be fair, they've been on the beach for the last few weeks. So they have, haven't they? They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll get to think 101 points now or something they yeah. have. Or Nowhere near the record. Nowhere near, nowhere. but still, that's a, it's a good tally. Still 100 points on raise, but 106, yeah, incredible. But not only that, Al, like Reading then got promoted to the Premier League and in that fourth season finished eighth. Like, that's incredible yeah. for a newly promoted team this day and age. I suppose, I suppose it's akin to what Brentford have done since yeah. they've come into the league. When you yeah. look at what Reading did, um, again, I just want to go back into that, Stephen, like that, that team that you played with. I mean, just the, the Irish lads that were there with you would have yeah. been what? Shane Long? Shane Long, Kevin. Kevin Doyle. Yeah. Uh, was Paul uh, McShane there? No, was Paul it? McShane come no. after. Oh, but after you, right. He kept the tradition yeah. of, of having a few, and he was keeper for our, actually that's, for Reading for a while. Yeah. I think you look at the team and you go back to. The mentality of Kevin Doyle coming from League of Ireland, yeah. Shane Long coming from League of Ireland, more to Hurling actually than League of Ireland. He didn't really have that much experience. But <laughs> he realised they were training with a horn, they were all going, yeah. and, he come, <laughs> and he come over, yeah, <laughs> with all ears open, wanting to learn. Yeah. And Seamus. Oh, yes. So Seamus come obviously, more mentality than anything else. Yeah. Them three, four lads are really good sound pros, really reliable. And we listen, I ended up being best friends with Kevin. We ended up living above each other. We'd go for food, we'd sleep in the afternoon. 
Well, he's wearing bunk beds. Bump, sorry, no. All right, sorry. You're partnered above each other, right? We bought them partners above each other. We ended up like going for dinner every night. Yeah. The girlfriends were coming from Ireland every now and again when we'd let them. And, and he's <laughs> great. Kevin's a great fella, isn't he? Great guy. Great yeah. Like, very hard to, to, to ruffle his feathers. He's very relaxed, very yeah. straight. And he comes across that way in his punditry as well, you know? That's yeah, actually him now. Kev, I've yeah. done a good few yeah. jobs with him. He's absolutely great, lad. Yeah. Very laid back, but we're insightful as well. Yeah, you and you look at, and, and it's kind of like the demeanour he played with. Nothing phased yeah. him. Like you were talking about the, the jump from the championship up to the Premier League. Yeah. I think that's what obviously helped as well because they weren't phased by anything. They just yeah. took it in their stride. And he's a good poker player. You never know when he's upset. He, he's always that level of calmness. And that helped too. Like yeah. we're talking about. Oh, like James Madison, apparently. See, Pickford. I love Madison. Oh, don't like, get us started. Right? <laughs> I had Twitter <laughs> war with this fella. I love Madison. Weeks. Not Twitter war, constructive <laughs> right? A discussion Twitter war. <laughs> I see him go on about Madison, right? And yeah. I'm going, I've played with Madison, right? So I know the character he is. I also know how very talented he is. Yes. He's probably one of the top two talented players I've been I've trained with. Right, okay. So, if, he, so if he's second, who's the best? Well, Duffers is, I think Duffers yeah, is Robbie yeah. Keane as well, like yeah. in terms of having the career they've had. So he's as good, you so have him in that Oh, without a doubt he is. Yeah. But he's P-heart, and that's really harsh, I know. No, it's, it's true. Anyone right. that knows him will tell you. He, but when, the level how many he year, can get to. How many years ago was it? That, that's the thing, it's my last year at Coventry, so seven years ago. Okay. So I, so I turned up. So he was a kid. He was a kid. Yeah. So do you think now, with the maturity, being in the England squad, so how, how, as he's got yeah. older. How he, I base it on. Is he got? Has he got more explosive? His talent, the technique, talent is off the charts, ridiculously good. Yeah. His free kicks are unbelievable. Has he got a bit more physically more structured? No. Is he covering more ground on it when he played? I covers a lot of ground to be fair, Stephen. When he won, when he has the ball, he gets no, after it. Like, but he's not there. Well, but I don't know his stats to be fair, so I'm probably like guessing. But well, the question we were asking her yeah, what, on Twitter was: I says who'll take Madison. As in one of the big, which which of the big clubs will take Madison? Yeah, yeah. And Stephen was straight back on mm, him and Hall. <laughs> yeah, because like, I was going to say and that. these are the reasons, they, and they're fine, valid reasons. Yeah, but yeah. I still think if you're basing it off the years ago, and obviously Stephen would know him better than us because yeah. he played with him. And no, but it's years ago, you're right. Yeah, the maturity show now over and and yeah. res- Rogers gave him a lot of responsibility at Leicester. He yeah. spoke in interview the other day in the game last week against Leeds. He spoke after the match. He was man to match. He was brilliant against Leeds. That was, I think, the night I might have said it or tweeted. Yeah. And he spoke about Rogers. Basically, had given him the captain's armband a couple of times, and he also spoke about now him and Vardy was beside him saying we're one of the senior pros and we have to help the team and give something back. Try and make sure we don't get relegated. All that kind of stuff. I think he's maturing into the player that could go and play with. Yeah. I think he could play with Chelsea or Liverpool. Oh, man, you know, you look at Man-Yu. Fernandez, he has he, to strop all the honestly, time. Honestly, so. I think he could play with any of them. He's a top four player. He's unbelievable, yeah. Madison. Yeah. Well, unbelievable. Well, if he goes to top four team, I would not be surprised if he's outstanding in terms of ability on the ball. But we'll see. <laughs> Newcastle we'll come, top we'll four team now. Yeah, well, Newcastle. Yeah. And I think yeah. they're keen on him. Yeah. But the only caveat I would throw into that with Newcastle and it's probably backing up your argument on it Stephen going against my own is you look at Newcastle Newcastle are the closest thing that I have seen to Klopp's rock and roll in terms of the energy and the running power Willock Joe Linton uh, Longstaff the ground they cover how intense they press even the Spurs hammering them last week and they're still just bang 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 and they play with that energy Madison probably wouldn't fit into that yeah, for the reasons you're saying, yeah. but technically, in a Liverpool or Man United or whatever, he could play in he could play in Real Madrid's team. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Madrid's that's a good point. Playing Newcastle. Yeah, as mad as that sounds. You heard it here first. Madison after Madrid. Madison at Madrid. 
Uh, Steve, we want to go back to your career because it's a, Sorry, it's a yeah. fascinating career you've had. And, uh, you know, just looking over, like we obviously, we do our research, Al, don't we? We do our research. And looking Always. over your career and, you know, obviously one of the biggest figures in all of Irish football history is Roy Keane. And we, you know, we read stuff that Roy was keen to sign you for uh, for Sunderland. Um, but there was an occasion where you, he's kind of met or he's bumped into each other and he just blanked you or something. And while the bid was, was still being placed or something like that. So... I've had, hence the reason why I'm half an agent now to a certain degree, right? My agent would tell me there's bids coming in and nothing would come in. Or okay. I've meant to go to Wigan one summer, a one January window, and then Sogby had turned up from Newcastle to yeah, Wigan that time. Exactly. And I was there getting my suit on, ready to go, and it didn't happen. So anyway, a year later, agent phones me, Sunderland, like you, would like to sign you. What are you thinking? I said, okay, listen, Sunderland will have to buy me. Right. I said, I've too much respect for Steve Koppel to go knock on any door, go torment anyone. So anyway, lo and behold, two or three bids come in straight away from Roy, which, by the way, true to your word, if you if you like something, go and, go and buy him as a manager, try and get him. So he had two or three bids not back. By this stage, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I'd, I'd go and play with Roy for yeah. Roy he if seems I could. Keen. Seems keen. Hey, true to the word. Sorry. we've got, we, we play Sunderland four or five days to go in the window at home on a Saturday, I think maybe, a Saturday, anyway, 86 minutes I score a goal, it's dubious whether it's gone over the line or not. But anyway, I'm confident. Like you should. And like I owed Reading, wasn't going to stand there and go, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, of course, I, mean? I was happy yeah. to score a goal and, yeah. and Reading had been really good to me and always have been till four years ago. But anyway, that's another day. <laughs> we'll get, we'll to, get that to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> and... So I come out and I, I look back in the interview. I had a match today interview and I wore the farmer's cap. Right? <laughs> right. And, I had, a, a and I, had a, I had a blue kind of tie that was half done. And I looked scruffy, right? Look at that. I remember that. Head, I actually right? remember that. And I, I, the internet picture is there to be seen all the time, right? So I go and come out of the interview saying, delighted to score the winner, respectful. Roy's come out of the manager's office. Now, I didn't know at the time that Roy had a disagreement with the assistant manager and Wally Downs, Kevin Dillon. We all, they always waited at the end of the steps to shake hands. Mm-hmm. And Roy thought they were taking the mick, really, by shaking hands because we scored a late winner and Roy obviously had red mist as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flies into, into the manager's office. Steve wasn't in there. There was two or three in there. Eamon Dolan was in there. God rest in well, peace. This was at the Majeski, wasn't this it? This was at the Majeski. Yeah. Eamon Dolan... Director of football, Nicky Hammond, Wally Downs and Kevin Dillon were in there. Kevin Dillon's quite fiery. He's a Geordie lad himself. Respectful Sunderland fan, actually. Yeah. Roy got in going, you're taking the mickey. I think Roy got, get out of this office yeah, now yeah. kind of type. So obviously he's coming this way and I'm going this way. <laughs> and he just like, straight, straight past Didn't me. he make eye contact? Nothing, right? I'm right. going, can I, I probably can't swear. I'm going, sugar, I can't actually. He ain't going to sign me now, is he? Like, that's the end of me going Sunderland. And the next day... Bang, gone again for me. Another bit came in. I respect you more for how you played yesterday, determined to win. So why didn't you go? Uh, Reading wouldn't let me. Okay. They bid eight and a half you, million at the time. You wanted to go. Wow. And I, I was open to go. Yeah. I would have went, yes. But the, you didn't want to truth. force it. I didn't want to force it. Right. There's no way I would have forced the trio on the back of it. But eight and a half million yeah. at the time is probably equivalent to 40 million now, maybe. Yeah. What was your yeah. agent yeah. telling you? Uh, get the deal done get yeah. the deal done he was telling me to go knock on the door and, and have yeah. a go and say listen you want to go did you have the same agent all the time Stephen I had him for 18 years out of 20 
And then I went to another guy for two years and I come back to my old agent. Because you mentioned something there, yeah. if you don't mind me asking, you said that there was bids going in and the bid, there was bids not going in and he was telling you one thing. So, it, like to me that, like obviously you've answered it now, if you were there for 18 years, there was huge trust to hold on to him for that long. But what was his thinking or rationale by telling you others bids going in when there wasn't? I think one, to try and unsettle me, I suppose. The, the, the straight sense of it would be to try and say, listen, there's a bid going in. And two, we, we, we were, but was that not we were pay- in a win-win was that situation. Not off? No, because we were a win-win. They, but had, if to, he they was, had to give me a better contract at Reading. But if he was coming in saying to you, oh, Newcastle have come in for me and you're getting yeah. all excited and then you hear they're not even in for me. Was that, were you not ringing him then saying, what are you talking about? Was there a bit of that? like? No, because it, it depends what kind of character. If, if I was a character that got unsettled by it, mm-hmm. I'd say, fair enough, don't tell me anything. Right, he, he so knew it wouldn't rattle you. It wouldn't rattle me like it. If anything, it inspired me to okay, play okay. better Very good. and show what you... Well, the fact that you had him for 18 years was huge trust with him. Yeah, and the fact that I scored a goal to, to beat Roy's team as well. Probably even Roy, to be fair to him, said, listen, I respect you more for how you played against us. No, sure, he hardly thought you were going to just rock up and not, not play well. Like. Well, players can get unsettled. Yeah. Have, uh, you met, have, you ever, have you met him since? A little bit, yeah. yeah. A couple of times, three, you, three or four times. And a chat? It's all good? Yeah, but I never even mentioned. Oh, okay, right. Not like, yeah. Roy is just like, yeah. I don't think Roy wants to get comfortable with you, so it's very hard to get yeah. comfortable with him. And I, even, I met him at Waterford one time and he tore the head off somebody for asking for an autograph and I'm standing beside Did him. He, yeah? he was oh. talking to me. Yeah. And then he went, no, can I see him talking? And I'm going, oh, I'm standing there going, oh no, like, <laughs> my home county. And I, you, you turn around, Stephen turned around. <laughs> Stephen turned around to the show, put a cape on him and oil sign your autograph, no problem. Yeah, but he didn't want mine. The Dacia uh, boys weren't happy yeah. with you. Oh, don't get me started on the, on the hurlers at the moment. We won't go there. That was a bad result the weekend. Oh, bad. Anyway. You okay. mentioned something there that, that, that just triggered something with me there, um, Stephen. You mentioned that, you know, obviously uh, you were playing against Sunderland. Sunderland had a bid in. You scored and obviously you celebrated. You know this thing now when a player is playing against his old club. I'm so glad you I'm so scores, glad you brought this up. And scores and does the whole I'm not celebrating, I'm not celebrating. Where do you stand on that? Is it like for me, right, if you're playing for the club and so if, if, if my club signs a player and they score, you want to see them jumping around and celebrating with the fans. But when they do this, it kind of takes it extinguishes the passion and the the, the, the it kills the moment for me. Um where do you stand on that, Stephen? Do you think if you score you should celebrate? I think there's a way. Listen, if if you if a manager releases you, right, mm-hmm. and you play against him, you score. By God, like if Martin, if I scored against Martin Allen, I'd have been in his face. <laughs> you're, you're no doubt about it. And that would be right up there, and I'd have been like going, "Have that, <laughs> right?" Right. Okay. On the other side of things, if a manager's being good to you, I'd celebrate, but I wouldn't over celebrate. I always celebrate. I, listen, I lost control of my body. I didn't know what I was doing when I scored a goal. And that's the beauty of it. I'm so yeah. you're inside my head, and this is why we you know it. I'm so glad you brought this up. It's a major bugbear of mine. <coughs> if you score a goal, you celebrate, no yeah. matter who you're playing with or who you're playing against or what teams you played for. If you score, it, they're rare. So do you think goals Dylan, are yeah. rare? Do you think so Dylan Colley was? Yeah, Dylan Colley was scoring against. Yeah. I used to go mental yeah. when I scored. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. Dylan Conley. If he scores against Dundalk, I reckon Dylan will celebrate. Oh, he listen. Dylan I, celebrates. Oh, listen. Uh, uh, other uh, players' goals if he scores. Both both played Dundalk. Earlier on the season, right, and uh, and Bowes won two 0 and the Dundalk fans were in the new mono stand. Um, the Bowes players scored the first goal, and they all ran towards the Jody. He was the only one that ran over to the Dundalk fans, going like that in their face and putting his hat because obviously they were giving him a bit of stick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he ran straight over to him, cupping his ear, giving her all that, and doing all this. But that, that's what makes him the player he is in, in League of Ireland and League One, League Two. Just be yourself. I love a good yeah. celebration, yeah, yeah. and and that kills me. See the fellas. 
the only time I probably make an exception if you were at a club my hometown team now or something but sure I scored and I never played with Sligo but I remember scoring against Sligo and it's where I scored against Barcelona I went bananas <laughs> and that's the, the jersey off that's, that's, that's exactly <laughs> oh, brilliant. oh my god um, did, did, you, did, you ever, did that ever actually happen to you Steve did you ever play against an old club you scored against and celebrated boyly? or did it, as you said it depended like I think reading yeah. on your career you were saying the only kind of manager you did have an issue with in your whole career was, was Martin Allen yeah. uh, and when you were with Brentford was it yeah yeah and it just, you just didn't get on just didn't see Eye to eye. No, simple enough stuff. I was injured. He was trying to force me back. He didn't believe I was injured at the time. I had a hernia. Simple enough procedure mm. back then, 20 years ago. Yeah. It was like three months out for and he didn't let yeah. me have the operation to a certain degree. I, I decided myself to over-exaggerate the pain and have, and have an operation. You knew you needed the operation. I knew I needed it, like, yeah. Martin um, Allen, yeah. He's some character as well, wasn't he? Tough man. boys then, though. Yeah. Um, and talking about goal celebrations, right? Talking about goal celebrations. This is a perfect segue into the next piece of conversation we're having with Mr. Stephen Hunt here. One of the most iconic Premier League goal celebrations of all time, of all time, was Jimmy Bullard scoring Hull <laughs> <laughs> City and doing the Phil Brown impression. And you were in that little group sitting down on the thing and he's pointing at you and all that. It's a magical piece of Premier League. It's beautiful, Brilliant. isn't it? Beautiful in its execution and it's, uh, and it's iconic. What what are your memories of that? And did you was it was it spoken about in training beforehand? And do you know what? Nothing until the bus journey. Right. It wasn't even mentioned until we're on the way to the bus. And I think I think it was Max Shane and myself were chatting about it. Then what can we do, lads? If we score, should we reenact the situation? And, <laughs> and typical Jimmy, he had to be the one that would score and be the centre of attention and get right in the mix. We got a penalty. Literally. To be fair, I wasn't there the year before, but, so I had but, no scar tissue with it. But before that, sorry, Stephen, yeah. when Phil Brown did that. How did that make you feel? Well, I wasn't there. That's okay. what I said. I wasn't there for the scar tissue, but obviously there for the lads that were still there and, and had the situation. Were they pissed off by it, like embarrassed by it yeah. more Felt than a bit humiliated. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of them boys yeah. have done well for Phil yeah. in terms of getting promoted to the Premier League. And what can I just say? And I've got been online recently. Hull City fans, what a set of fans they are! Turn up, win, lose, or draw. And I always remember when we got relegated, they sang a song, then literally their own tune. And by God, I was never as proud to play really? for a team at that time. I was emotional. I was injured as well, to be yeah. fair, which didn't help. But I had seven or eight goals for them by January. I probably wouldn't have been at Wolves if I'd stayed fit. I probably would have went to a top six team, I reckon, at the yeah, time. Yeah, no problem, Steve. experience, yeah. Yeah. So, um, good. That's that's amazing. I mean, like, that was just... I, just, was. I saw it today it's again iconic, on YouTube. Because I knew Steve was coming in and I laughed my arse yeah, off. Was absolutely like, it's just brilliant. brilliant. And yeah. Jimmy Bullard, as you mentioned, Jimmy Bullard, trust, he just wanted to be the centre of attention. But we've seen Jimmy Bullard on Soccer AM now, and he does seem like this lovable Cockney rogue or whatever. Oh, he's a rogue. He's a, he's a nightmare. Because, is he really? Yeah. Because he's so talented <laughs> yeah. at every sport. Snooker, yeah. darts, golf, he's golf, golf he? plus, plus yeah. one handicap at golf. That. Very natural, but one of the laziest guys. I saw, I saw Bullard playing live um, yeah. for Fulham at Anfield. And honestly, I never realised how good he was. Yeah. Fantastic. Technically, just technically. Yeah. Taking Ran the ball the whole in. game. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And I remember saying to him, we were really struggling at the time. And I was fit for a change at Hull. And Jimmy was injured. Oh, listen, we had, a, we had a really bad gym, right? So anyway, I was coming out of the gym and Jimmy was messing around. I said, Jim, can I have a word? He goes, yeah, go on. What do you want? So I said, any chance like you can just get trained harder to get fit like we need you? F off on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And is that, yeah. What, is that what held the back steam from yeah. playing with a top club? He was just lazy. A bit like Madison, right? If you don't okay. work that yeah. hard, it gets round fairly quick in the game. Yeah, Madison, yeah. different kettle of fish, take it back. But same talent. Yeah, Bullard yeah, was yeah. exceptional. He just needed to 
we needed him. He could have saved us from promotion. I remember sticking up for him, saying, "Listen, come on, Jimmy. Like, we need you. Like, no." Yeah. And he just wasn't interested. Piss off. That's a pity, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You little rat from Ireland. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Exactly. And and then he strolled off. You Irish me coming out here telling me how to do my job. So speaking of low points, obviously, come here, listen, Stephen. You played, you played, you played many times for the Republic of Ireland, and that must have been. That must have been like. Can, we, can you remember how it felt when you made your debut for Ireland and and how proud you were and how excited, how nervous you were? Can you tell us a little bit about that day or, or when you got yeah. the call up and all that kind of stuff? Nerves never come into me because I I never played for Ireland only once on the twenty ones. Okay. So I waited eight years in England for no one to know my name pretty much. So this is me going into a zone now of obviously Stephen Hunt, yeah, my little world at the time. Not one bit nervous, all excitement. Let me at him to a certain degree, and that right. and that. Stayed with me for a long time with yeah. Ireland. Pretty much to the day I retired from football was that way. In, of course, that was your mentality. That's how you oh, used to kind of g yourself up. Listen, I and going back to music and I play music for games, and I, I'm telling you, I'm ready to kill. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 What would you list? What would you play? <laughs> Mumford and Sons. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to go to say something like the Wolf Tones no, or something. Mumford and Sons. Yeah, <laughs> like Counting Crows and all your music that you grew up listening to. Yeah. On the way to games or whatever. Like five aside on the Monday night in Clonmel, we used to go indoor soccer. We used to go with my friend who used to play Counting Crows. Just stuff that, like, I've waited for this. So just yeah. let let me just ask you, Stephen, yeah. then, in terms of the mentality there, because lads went away, and if you don't mind me saying, would it maybe, as you said, you were one of the last, or you got, it was a fluke, you said, the lad that was there to scout the senior schools match. Yeah. So you might have seen the, the more talented ones go 15, 16, like the old way yeah. it used to be. So then when you got your opportunity over there, that's what was driving you, that kind of inner, yeah. I'm out to prove everyone wrong, show everyone I'm a good player. You mentioned there seven years, no one knew your name, yeah. but you were just bursting at the seams every opportunity you got. I think all ears, sponge, when it comes to listening to coaches, if you say do this, I'd do it. So you're guided by your coaches as well. I think Steve Koppel had a big part in my career. He, I always say this, he used to use me as a bit of banter to give me a bit of stick, knowing that I could take it, but I played a role as, as in the dressing room. But on the other side of things, I was ready to play and I knew how he wanted to play. Mm. A bit like on the trap as well. I knew what he wanted for me, so I'd do it to get to get results, which is caps and play for Ireland and, and sometimes be on the bench and be ready to come off the bench for Ireland as well. But the times I, I appreciate more now in my career are the times when I was injured at Brentford where at Martin Allen, dark days, couldn't get fit. No matter what I tried to get fit, I never drank. I never got involved in anything that I shouldn't have got involved off the field to distract me from where I wanted to go. I thought it was normal, but looking at it now, it's not. Yeah, trying yeah. to like coach players. You're the exception rather than the rule. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe just lucky that I yeah. was just not interested. All I wanted to do was get to that level of maybe it's chasing the dream, whatever you it's want. Good to look attitude. At. Yeah, good attitude. But, but I, I realise now not yeah. everyone. Not everyone has that. Not so everyone we spoke has that. about Bullard and Madison yeah, and all yeah. the talent in the world, but and that's what bugs me about Madison. He's so good. He can be so good. Like the England system manager was sitting behind me last night at the game. Mm. I feel like saying. How good is he? But do you not think at the, at the stage that he's at now, Stephen? Because some people go through their career without reaching the top, like maybe yeah. Bullard, never yeah. really featured for England. I think he was in one squad, was he? But never yeah. really, probably probably good enough to play in more squads. Yeah. But do you think the penny is dropping with Madison now? I hope just so. in time. I don't know. Only Madison can probably answer that. What's he doing? Is he? Is he I look at him. I, I'm I'm yeah. still looking. I'm thinking it's dropping the penny because I think I hope so. He'll be gone. I'm from not that. saying like I don't dislike James Madison. I just disliked it at the time. Where I thought he should have gone on, he could, and I can still see it. But I do think he has the ability to play 
for whoever he wants to play. Mm. Only James can answer the question of, is he preparing right? Is he resting right? Is he sleeping right? Is he not going out? Mm. And to be fair, modern-day footballers don't go out as much as they do now. So maybe he is doing things right, and good luck to him. Well, obviously, I think that's changed because the world we chit. There's mobile phones everywhere, and you're getting caught yeah. quicker. Well, he, that casino incident he had, he got he got left out with England, and he got injured with England, and he went off well, and went he, to the casino. Did no? he get married recently? just had a kid, and he, yeah. he has twins on the way. That'll help him as well in terms of yeah. family life. Um, yeah. Speaking of the sorry, pennies yeah. dropping, yeah. <laughs> speaking of the man's in in, in football, uh, Stephen, uh, I think you were once quoted as saying uh, the GEA players um, they they couldn't deal with the commitment that professional footballers. Uh, do, do you still stand by that, or would you have seen have you seen a change in any I way? Think, I think you can't get to the level of a professional footballer if you work anyway. Okay, let's, let's okay. rule that out. You just can't. Right. No matter what you do, your body you can train, and uh, trust me, I've played some charity matches with some of the hurlers. They're in unbelievable shape. Yeah. They've probably never been as fit as they are now. But it's just impossible because mm. you, you have everything there for you ready to go. You have everything to go home and rest for. You don't have mm. to do anything else. GA players have to go and work yeah. and come and train. So they're maybe, not at their maybe, optimum level. So No, because yeah. I, I travel around in the car now. Yeah. I'm not anywhere near the level I could be if I just sat at home and trained. Because yeah, I know true. my body. You just It's not to the level. But having said that, hurling football now, hurling more so... It's a running game nearly now. It's all hand passing. It's all. It's Limerick, the power the, and all. The yeah. power. Oh, listen. I'm so. Dis- I'm, listen, I'm from Warford. You know where I'm from. Like, I'm, I taught Warford last week. I taught the last 15, 20 years. We should have had two All Irelands. Yeah, easily. But the talent we've had on show, mm. the, the players that have gone through the ranks, hell, we haven't had an All Ireland. I do. I, I have. Know what it is? I'd just be upsetting them if I say it. Yeah. What about yourself? Any opinions on that? You, like, with the hurling, yeah, and oh, just GA GA players, and do you think they? Yeah, well, it's the recovery, as Stephen said. Okay. Like, you know, they are obviously super fit, yeah. but then they're saying they're super fit, but all they do is complain when they have to play week to week. When they're going six weeks and say, "Oh, the recovery time, we have to play Saturday, and we have to go again next Saturday." Yeah, <laughs> that's normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For, the championship footballers are playing forty-eight games a season on Tuesday nights and Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Yeah. Travelling all over. Ninety minutes. No, I know they're. Game. I know yeah, they're recovering yeah. all day, but I do hear the Gaelic fella saying, "I can't play this Saturday because oh, the what is it the the." Six days to the next match. Six days. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you don't know how lucky you have it. You know, yeah. They give up an awful lot of time to train. <laughs> and at a young age as well, they, they miss opportunities by playing J. So there's a lot of scar tissue there, I think, as well, from, from 18 to 23, 24, where people are studying. They give a lot of time up. So hopefully... Yeah, I, I, uh, I like the J and all. Watch I love it. it. Like the oh, Ireland, listen, as Stephen said, yeah. but um, there's no comparison, really. Like, yeah. yeah. I was I, in Antigua for two weeks and I only watched two or three matches and they were hurling matches. No way. And football, yeah. In Antigua? Yeah, does RT and G-A-Go. I'm G-A-Go. Oh, G-A-Go, yeah. of course. There we go. Nice little plug for GA Go there. Sorry, yeah. Were you, good, were you good at the hurling? <laughs> I played for Warford all the way to, to minor, really, before I left. And So I, if if you hadn't have gone, would you have played senior, yeah? Yeah, I was... I, I don't mind saying this. Yeah. I scored 4-1 on Seamus Prendergast in the county final. There you okay, go. There you I, go. Like, John Milan was the same age. Catalan yeah. played Tony Forrest on the 16th. John Milan, what a, what a legend. Like, have you asked me now to manage... Milan. If you ask me to manage Warford Hurland team now, I manage a soccer team in England. I'd manage Warford Hurland team all day long. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Love I'd love an opportunity one day to do it 
clearly not going to happen, by the way. But if well, I got a chance. Stephen Hunt to take over Waterford Hurlers. What a headline. What a headline. I've seen worse manage Waterford, let me tell you. You can see the headline. The day shot are in the hunt for the All Ireland. He'd be picking himself at everything if he's the manager. Listen, I'm going to play corner forward today, lads. He'd be telling all the players, I score four, one of Seamus Brendan Remember that day? I listened. I've heard enough people telling me how good I was against me at soccer when I was 16, so I'm. There you, you go, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So, uh, Stephen, going back to uh, your, your Ireland career, um, you made your debut against San Marino. Stephen Staunton uh, picked you. Um, do you remember who the big characters were in the Irish squad at that time, and how did you feel? Obviously, you said you weren't intimidated. You were focused and zoned in. You were buzzing for your debut. Yeah. But who were the big characters in the in the squad around that time? Yeah, listen, I come into friends that I had known, like John Shea, would have known for a long time since I was twelve years of age, pretty much. Another war for man, like, yeah, yeah. man. So, I'm obviously, coming into familiar. Faces. Did that help me, the familiar faces being there? Yeah, help yeah. me. But I don't think I think I I always look at young players coming in. The ones that are bullish and don't really give a monkeys who's in the squad are the ones that do all right. Seamus okay. come in fairly like fairly bullish to go and determine firing into people. James McLean did the exact same to me when he came in. He was fairly bullish coming in. Yeah. Ended up having close enough to hundred caps <laughs> now. So there's loads there that you come in and go. Do you know what? Fair play to you. Yeah. You you got to go and do it. Duffers was there. Very, very, very hard to read Duffers, even now to yeah, you're yeah. getting Duffers every week and you still can't every understand week, yeah. where he's going. Like, do you know what I mean? He's like a Jose of he always looks very troubled, doesn't he? Just, but Mourinho, Mourinho <laughs> well, always looks troubled. He's brilliant for the league, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have him here but great. on the other side, I think he's seen it all. He knows the commitment it takes. Like he was stretching at eleven o'clock. Yeah. Like his body. Listen, he's, I think the certain times of Duffers' career, his body was in bits. Like no mm-hmm. doubt. But he always wanted to get the best. He could help himself to maximise himself. Maximize yeah, to have yeah, no yeah. regrets. So yeah. Robbie was a big character. Richard Dunn was a big character. Like there's loads of characters. I always remember when I look, think back at Stephen's time uh, 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 playing for Royal. I always remember that if you even if you if you even if you didn't start the game when he came off the bench, Stephen, with the hair and all, it was just this ball of energy yeah. that we had. That like was just would never lift. St- it would, yeah exactly you're going get hunt on get yeah. hunt on just yeah. to fucking liven things yeah, up yeah. like you know, you know what, what I mean? right? and that's what you brought to the party and, like, I, and I, I've, I found that straight away from having short hair to long hair the effect it has on people the, the he's different yeah it stood out a little bit like I made my debut at San Marino way Steve got dog load of abuse that night to be fair to him we only won one nil. Oh, two one we won we scored a long throw from me that San Marino pitches but this small <laughs> so. We, we ended up getting flu, but I remember making my debut at home, Wales, Crow Park, of all the places, Crow Park, Crow was, Park yeah. was the place. Sentence, it's, it's, it's written for you, that water yeah. for job, like Crow the, Park. Yeah, it's, that it's come back around. Like, did that yeah. have special significance yeah, for you? Yeah, 100% yeah. it did. It, it felt like I was coming into a GA surrounding at the Amazing. time, and I wasn't, of course, where the, yeah. the Irish soccer fans are passionate as any GA fan, so mm. it felt like I was coming on. That reaction I got that day of coming on was like pretty much for the, the next... 30, 40 caps that I had when I come on as well because I set the standard of me rising the place the atmosphere coming on if, if I just come on to a clap but I come on to a standing ovation yeah. a roar really more than anything else that day it was like a, I don't the, mind saying it it's like a gladiator coming on oh, the absolutely. pitch there's yeah, an appreciation yeah. I think yeah. from the fans because you, you were given you yeah. were given something back to them and they were giving something to you it was, yeah. Yeah. so it was nearly like, ways, like yeah and, and I listen I, lo- I loved it yeah. coming on I'd, so the boys I'd get warmed up in Ireland I'd put my shin pads on the boys and I've said this before the boys are looking at me going what are you doing I said I'm coming on I said how do you know I said, like, he just made up McGeady probably made a mistake there never tracked back I never did that Yeah, I'm on yeah. Well, Liam Lawrence or Duffers is tired 
you're on. Like, so I knew when I was coming on, so I was always ready. And I was always, actually, I seen the Leicester boy last night, a throwback really to myself, ready to come on with his shirt, ready yeah. to go. Oh, I love so that. You were bursting to go. Bursting to yeah. come on, like, and I just being ready to play, really. And listen, it can be classed as busy, of yeah. course I can. Oh, you're busy to ask what you're doing, like. Uh, but that's another bugbear of mine as well, when you see players being brought on, and they're taking 10 minutes because... Harry Redknapp told us a great one over the weekend. On. <laughs> <laughs> put the gloves on. Yeah, ridiculous. The gloves on. The modern day, but he told us a great one, John Moncur. I remember John Moncur, he was playing midfield for West Ham, brilliant player. Old school. But kind of coming near the end of his career, and obviously the, the newer crop, Rio, Joe Cole, Carrick, all these fellas were coming through, the Canio was that. But he says there could be two or three up, and John Moncur would be literally pulling Harry. Harry, Gaffa, come Come on, Gaffer, come on. I'm, off, I'm on appearance money, Gaffer. Get me on. Oh, you've got to get me off. It's I'm not on the money these fellas are on. <laughs> and he'd have them hounded to the point where, oh, just send them on. Just bring them on for a minute. Like, I just, just get, get his appearance money. <laughs> yeah, and Steve Koppel was the same with me. Just get him on. He's annoying me. I'd be warming up so much. Like, and like, come on, you're on. Like. <laughs> That's probably why you got picked so much. You go, I can't have him on the bench. Well, that was the energy brought, wasn't it? Yeah, well, and, and sometimes people can get up to speed with the games and some people can't. Come yeah. on, somebody they just can't get into it. I always had a good second wind straight away, as in like ready to go. That's what I thought Stephen brought to the Irish team, and and even Reading and, and his Premier League career that he always seemed to know the pitch of the game straight in. Mm. He was up to the pace mm. of the game. So That's jeans what you are brought. a terrible thing, right? I watched my eight-year-old daughter play on Saturday. Oh my! What God. was she playing? Under eight soccer. Soccer, right, 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 right. She scored a goal recently. A good goal, didn't she? She had about four hundred and eighty thousand views on Twitter. Yeah, from the goal, like yeah. I listen, yeah. Called, mini you're Messi, mini Messi. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> dad, you're not my, you're not my age. She a lefty or righty? She's, a, she's both apparently. Okay, well, right. that's good. Right, but listen, better than her dad already. Oh, like yeah. Oh, she tells me I'm better already, but she calls it don't. You're not my agent, dad. <laughs> right, I, want, I want Messi's agent, right? That's, so that's what it is. That's what I'm getting. At the you moment. think it big? I like it. And what well, she said to me? Yeah, just mini Messi called me that. Mini Messi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves it, yeah. <laughs> loves it. I just Brilliant. fired into people at the weekend. She went, you only go after a ball mm-hmm. and you can chase one down, you can chase another one down. She did the exact same. And I'm going, oh no. I, I wish you were like James Madison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was a work ethic and talent. Oh, there's no stopping her. Um, mm. Stephen, come here. Listen, uh, I, I love that you brought this energy to the yeah. podcast. Like yeah, you brilliant. brought, you were brought brilliant. to the earth and all the football you played. But one thing I just want to touch on before we leave uh, and wrap up the podcast is, um, and I'm sorry to bring it on a down. Yeah, no, right? I know what's coming. But, so. but it's it's Euro 2012, yeah. and it's it's you know the first big tournament um, we qualified for in a while. You're in the squad. You're thrilled to be there. Obviously, it was a forgettable tournament for mm. Ireland overall. Yeah, yeah. We were in the group of death. It was a horrific group. Croatia, Italy, Spain. And obviously, as a proud Irish man, it's one of the highlights of your career, representing yeah. your country at a major tournament. And I read somewhere that the last game against Italy, you were thinking, and you hadn't played any minutes up to that point, you're thinking, OK, surely I'll get a few minutes. And you said it broke your heart that you didn't get on that night. So the energy I brought for the last 20 minutes, you can obviously feel it's with tough. Ireland, right? So I had that for five five years maybe. Yeah. And I'd done my hip slash groin four months before the, the tournament started. So I really battled emotionally to get fit. Because yeah. I knew I'd go. Like right. James was coming like a steam train, playing weekend, coming on, having the impact I was having as a player. So I was really struggling to get in the squad, as in to get game time. I knew my body wasn't right. But I ended up having a groin surgery to try and get it right. Still went anyway. Trap took me because... I suppose he's loyal. Looking at it now, he probably should. I shouldn't have went myself. Okay, it cost me my probably cost me two or three years really of my career based on the injury. I waited four or five months. I didn't have the operation till September, so that was six months. I had pretty much Andy Murray hip yeah. done, okay. similar to that, bone shaved off, blah blah yeah. blah. Not as severe as he's, but six seven months. I took it the whole next season as wow. well. So I lost two seasons, 
and fitness and I lost the edge from it. Just in your desire to get just fit for the Euros. Just in my desire to play for the Euros. The, the biggest thing, I just granted the results, right? So you can take it. The results were terrible. But Trapp had said to me that I was going to play start or come on the last game. Oh, he said that to you? He said that to me the right. night before. So I think the biggest regret has been injured for the tournament, first mm-hmm. and foremost, and not being able to show my skill set and my energy how to play. Did he know but, the lengths you had gone to get fit for? Yeah, for and he bonus. knew what he was doing. He knew I was good around the place. He yeah, knew of I, was, I was I was. And you had done well for him the previous three, four years. done well for him, probably being one of his top three consistent players, I would say, in, over a period of time. For that, for his year anyway, definitely. Like I always say, listen, I might go first, but when Trap obviously dies, age not on his side, I'd like to go to his funeral based on the respect I had for him. Okay. So I love him to bits, how he was, how he treated me, but he let me down for that. Not so much him, I think. The, the whole build-up of wanting to play in a major tournament, having behaved the way I behaved and acted how I acted for five, six years to get into the... Thing. So he had told you the night before, and then when it came to the game and he didn't get on, did yeah. he ever say anything after you after that? No, he just he, he apologized and say how important I would be for the next campaign. But that for me was. Do you think? Getting, do you think it was an oversight on his behalf that the game was going on? I, did, he I just, think he, he didn't realize when I'd be injured for another eighteen months and never play for Ireland again. But I mean, on that particular night where he yeah. just might have, like, he was caught up in the game and and realized. Like I, ne- I never brought Stephen on but Look, it, it hurt me for years I'll be honest with you. actually I probably only got over in the last couple of years I kind of refocused my own brain to refocus myself on certain things regarding football and the love for football because it, it it killed me really, uh, really yeah. emotionally listen I was emotionally you said you were heartbroken. I was like Paul, worse than Paul Gaskin in the change room ah, the boys right, were looking okay. at me going what the hell like, yeah. do you know what I mean Yeah. but the emotion of wanting to play in a big tournament the memories that you've created the likes of Duffers and Saipan all them games are going through your head like to be a part of that and then yeah, when you're not a part yeah. of it I wasn't the only you're one you are so listen. close so yeah so close so I'm not the only one that felt the same way don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but I think because he said to me the night before you're coming on you're going to play a t- part in this you deserve to play that would have that made it harder to do made it harder yeah, yeah. it took me a while to get over I don't think I had I don't think I got over playing I'll be honest with you I played football but, that, but that's that. but that's what brings me back Stephen to the point where he liked you you had done well for him yeah. he brought you so I don't think he would have done that on purpose no, it wasn't it was an oversight. Genuine yeah, oversight. No, Possibly, but I, I don't think he would have been sitting there going, I'll show him now. It might have been just a case of... No, but that's why... Come here, were you doing all your stretches in front of him and all going, oh, getting ready, just limbering up here now, getting ready to come on here, boss? <laughs> I know, because I remember Darren, Darren Gibson going absolutely ballistic on the sideline because he didn't come on either. He wasn't happy, but he was showing his emotion, okay. where I wasn't showing my emotion based on, well, one, I'm not going to show it yeah. in public and two. Yeah, yeah. It was what it was, but I think people looked at me probably even to this day, going, "Geez, why was he so upset?" But yeah. there's an awful lot goes into it, and probably the frustration of not being able to get fit. I'm, I'm even clicking me hip now as we speak to see okay. how it is. Like it's fine, it's perfectly fine, but just <laughs> never got back to the level it was. That's great to hear. Uh, come here, uh, Stephen. Before we let you go, um, we have this thing. You, you may have seen one or two of the podcasts. We have this thing called Word Association. I learned about it the first episode. Was, I love it. Didn't know what was going on, <laughs> and now is a, now is an expert at it. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say ten things to you, and if you give me your first one word answer. I played this with my eight-year-old. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Agent. With Messi. Mini Messi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 10 things to you and you can give me a one-word answer for each of them, okay? Okay. So the first thing I'm going to say to you now, can we start that clock there, lads? Okay, here we go. Waterford. All-Ireland. Okay, it's two words, but we leave it with that. Sorry. <laughs> Trapatoni. Legend. Blah bread. Average. Hurling. 
God. <laughs> Var. Disaster. Veganism. 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 He's a scout. Veganism. Ronaldo. <laughs> Wonderwall. Counting crows. Okay, right. I just need to. De- I need to stop the clock there and delve into that. Wonderwall. Why do you say counting crows? Just a different band, better. Okay, the better than better Oasis. Oasis. <laughs> yeah, in my head they okay, are. Yeah. There my we emotions. Go. There's the there's the, the sound boy for this this episode. <laughs> Count crows are better than Oasis. Card is Stephen Hunt. But was 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 Wonderwall your initiation song at the Irish Squad? I believe is that. Oh, I was too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how bad that went. I didn't even mention. <laughs> <laughs> you sing a Count crows song. Oh, because I didn't know enough of it. Like uh, Oasis. Was just Maybe Tropatoni heard that song and went, "Ah, oh, he's never getting a game under me at the championships. Never getting a game." <laughs> Wonderwall. No, 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 what the hell was that? that? My singing was as bad as Albert performance <laughs> against San Marino <laughs> okay uh, League of Ireland progress Crocs Erin oh, Williams they're okay Erin Williams oh Google her okay right all right, right. <laughs> sorry we'll move on swiftly if I said Williams you wouldn't know so <laughs> and the final one is Joe Lapira. Fake news. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm just trying to... Oh, Imposter. I, I watched an episode recently, Kevin Costner. Yellowstone? Yellowstone. Cowboy shouldn't be playing. <laughs> brilliant. That's, that's one of the best answers we've had brilliant. in the World Association. Ah, oh, brilliant. That's a, a brilliant day. And we've yet to have a Googler. That's I know, the first yeah, Googler yeah, yeah. Every, Everyone listens to this podcast going, who's Aaron Williams? Right, so, oh, yeah. so um, it's, uh, we've come to the end of the podcast and let me say it's been an absolute joy. Uh, I've been Eric Lawler. Thanks to everybody who has listened. I'd like to thank our guests, Alan Cawley and Stephen Hunt. And we'll see you all again next week. House of Football. Listen to it. Subscribe to it. Tell your friends. We're very good. We're very, very good. You've just listened to us being very good and we'll be very good again next week. Good night and God bless. You've been listening to House of Football, brought to you by Sports Joe and William Hill.